This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. One hair great superstar of Billy uh, Graham. And, and, and the clip is online. I will find it for you. Okay. Okay. Superstar Billy uh, Graham has a huge match against Bob Backlund at, the, uh, at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Okay. So superstar Billy Graham goes out there in all his glory with the Grand Wizard of Wrestling. Unfortunately for the Grand Wizard, Dick Worley is the referee. Remember okay. the great Dick Worley at the time? I, I don't. I yeah, don't. Dick Worley was like. I probably know him if I see him. Yeah. So here comes Wizard with superstar Billy Graham. Worley sees him. Out of here, you're out of here. The, the, the garden erupts. The garden goes crazy. You're out of here. The, the wizard's begging off, begging off, begging off. So now he calls Whirly over, and he whispers something in Whirly's ear. Okay? So now Whirly goes over to ring announcer Howard Finkel. Whispers something in Finkel's ear. Okay? Finkel gets on the, on the microphone from the ceiling. Ladies and gentlemen... I have just been informed by referee Dick Worley that the Grand Wizard of Wrestling will be allowed to remain ringside if he behaves. (laughs) 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 The Wizard throws his hands up in the air like he just won the chance. That is the greatest clip I ever saw. If he behaves, he'll be allowed. I see that that's that's the shit I miss, man. That, oh, that's the stuff I miss too. Oh god, I gotta send you that clip. You oh know. man, that's the stuff I miss too, man. I mean oh, I man. every now and then I show my daughter. I used to do this too when she was growing up too. I would let her see professional wrestling from the era before she was born. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Some of the stuff from the seventies and the eighties. And she would laugh. You know what I'm saying? And she would pop on just how the guy's soul. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How the guy's soul. Yeah, you know, yeah. the guy's soul so good back then that we're on the floor laughing at how the guy takes a bump. You know, just little things. Little. Because, you know, she came up around the business so she can see things in a different way. And she was just like, those guys back in those days. And that's what you always say. Those guys were so theatrical. Oh, my God. You know, by doing little things like that, less but more Yeah. for the fans. The fans could accept what they were seeing, you know, almost like a band on stage. Yeah. yeah. Like a band on stage, you listen to someone with a great voice, with great music behind them. 
If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that holds your attention. If this guy's gonna hold a note this long, you know what I'm saying. You're paying yeah. attention to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying attention to if everybody's in the pocket. Yeah. On you know what I'm saying stuff like so subconsciously you're not seeing it, but you are seeing it. Yeah, yeah. And you, when you really know you're seeing it, it's when you see some of the newer stuff and go, "That's somebody paid to see this." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yep. You paid to see this. This is this is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's what we're going through. Yeah. We've oh, yeah. seen so many different phases. Yeah. And now we see now and we go, wow. You know what I'm saying? You just did 15 they, different moves. They can say whatever they want to say. So, so Stevie, on Super Tuesday, the two companies combined did 1.5 million viewers. Bro Nitro and Raw did over 10 million. Right. So we've gone from 10 million to one and a half, bro. And it's right. Whatever, bro. What's going on there in Dallas? You were telling me all the talk is the Dallas Cowboys, man. I saw them get spanked by the 49ers. Uh, what, 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 what's, what's the word on the street with the Cowboys? Well, the thing is this. The NFL. Vince, you've heard me. You've heard me on many occasions, Vince. We do it on black and white. Right. We bring out the things that people don't see. Right. On black and white. Right. Okay. One of the things I've been talking about is the Dallas Cowboys, and I'll get to that in a second. The other thing I've been talking about that people don't, they don't want to believe Ray Dog. Like I say, nobody wants to believe Ray Dog. Don't, nobody. I don't get no credit for nothing. <laughs> oh, every week, man. Every week. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I don't, man. And you know, I'm, I'm really thinking about retiring from black and white, man, because yeah, yeah. the people don't give me credit. Yeah. I'm retiring. I think that's what I'm going to do, man. Bro, you know what's so funny? You want to talk about giving you credit. You know what's so funny? You sent me two clips, I think, in the last two days. And one was a black dude talking all about how rap be- became about, you know, through the music industry. And the other was a white woman talking about uh, we're not ta- taught about black history and this and the other thing. And you send them to me. Now, if this were two years ago, mm-hmm. I would have said, Holy shit, what, what is this? But you send this to me now, and I'm like, bro, why are you sending this to me? I know this. I know, I know this stuff. What are you sending me this for? Well, there's never enough education. Yeah, okay. So, but I'm just saying, for you to say nobody listens to Ray Dog. Yeah, you listen because you got to sit there. Bull crap. I watch these clips now, and I'm like, yeah, Steve <laughs> taught me about this five years ago, bro. So, okay. so go ahead with the NFL. Go ahead. Okay. Travis Kelsey, do you know him? Yes, I do. Travis Kelsey is getting a big push now. You seen all those commercials he's been on? Yes. yes. Isn't it kind of funny yeah. that Travis Kelsey becomes Mr. Commercial Guy this year? Vince, did you hear who they said was going to be performing at this year's Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, um, uh, Usher. Yes. Yeah. 
Then all of a sudden, a female pop star is dating Travis Kelsey, who just won what? The Super Bowl. Okay? Nobody sees the work. Nobody but O'Ray Dog sees the work. Now, Travis Kelsey is a handsome guy. Got a lot of money in his back pockets, baby. Them been to three Super Bowls in the last four years. Okay? And got a lot of swag to him. Now, of all the women on earth, for Travis Kelsey to date, you telling me he going to go get them Gimli legs? <laughs> you, te- you telling me he's searching for minute. those One for leg. those Gimli? Gimli? Gimli legs? Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. Stadium. Got nothing against Taylor Swift. You telling me this is not the NFL trying to get the numbers up? I think it's deeper. You want to hear my theory? Uh, okay, I'm open for any theory you got. Listen to this theory, Steve. Okay. And, and, and we were talking a lot about this because, because this relationship came out of nowhere. Yes. Face it, Stevie. Stevie, when, when two celebrities have a relationship, you know, bro, it's three months of paparazzi catching them. Are they? Aren't they? And then there's the big coming out. That's like a six-month process. This if not more. Right. This happened in two weeks. Yes. Now, try this on for size. Okay. The commercials you're talking about are get the shot. That's right. what Kelsey did. That's get one of them, yeah. The shot. Okay, get the shot. Now, Taylor Swift, bro, she does not play politics at all because she does not want to alienate anybody. So which is smart. Which is smart. Which is smart. If she's get the shot, don't get the shot, she's splitting her audience. Right. However, if she starts dating a guy who is just coming off a commercial of take the shot, now is she Got enforcing you. that without a Now, here, here's the proof in the pudding. Okay. Stevie, do you know on the game, on the games where she's in the box with the mother and everything? Yeah, with the mama. They are playing back-to-back. Kelsey's get the shot commercial. Mm-hmm. And right after that commercial comes the Taylor Swift's era tour commercial. Back to back, bro. Yes. They're playing their commercials. In essence, what you're saying and what I'm saying is this is not an accident. No, no. This First of all, weird. I'm giving it to you from a man's perspective and a Travis Kessel who is a straight up G. Okay. He's a straight-up G. And a G, did you see the last girl he was dating? Yes. <laughs> I actually did just a couple of days ago. Yes. Yes. Now you're going to go to these scrawny, these, these scrawny legs? Before you get into this, I got to tell you this story. You're going to go hysterical. Uh, <laughs> you remember the great Sam Kennison? Mm-hmm. Bro, I was just watching a, po- a podcast. And his brother, Bill Kennison, was on the podcast. And Bill Kennison's, like, picture was freezing up and everything. Mm-hmm. So the person podcasting with him said to Bill Kennison, okay, bro, leave the room and come back in. Right? The chat room. The chat room he's talking about. Yeah. 
Bro, Bill Kennison got out of his his seat and left the room he was in. <laughs> left the room he was in and then walked back in the room. <laughs> I cried. All right, so go on now, Steve. You got so what were you gonna say? Go ahead. Kelsey and, and Tail Swift and the Glimbly Glimbly legs? Them Gimli. Gimli. Gimli legs. Yeah. Ahead, Come on, yeah. man. The girl look like Olive Oil from Popeye. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like Taylor Swift. I'm a big fan of hers. Right. But come on. no A football player that's got that kind of swag, that guy looks like he should be playing in the new version of Magnum P.I. Yeah. Come on, brother. I can see this was a gimmick all the way around. And now since you have, since you have put icing on the cake, nobody's going to make me believe this, bro. No way. Nobody. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody going to make me believe this. Like you said, the Moderna thing and all that stuff that we've talked about on many occasions on this show, man. Uh-uh. And now of all people, of all people, a football player, get the shot. Come on, bro. Yep. Come on, man. Now, now, what were you saying about Usher, bro? Were you saying is, 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 what's what's behind the Usher thing at the Super Bowl? Oh no, the Super Bowl is trying to get back into that pop culture. You know what I'm saying? They 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 only got a few pickings. Taylor Swift is one of them. You know what I'm saying? She's in that realm. Yeah. You know, of trying to get those young clicks. You know what I'm saying? And get young people to start taking this shot. All of that stuff. All of that stuff kind of entwined together. I was, All of it. I was surprised by Usher, bro, because isn't he kind of like yesterday's news? Well, the thing is, you ain't you don't have a lot of today's news. You remember when they stopped uh, Vince when Janet Jackson pulled that gimmick? Right, right. What was that? Two thousand and four. That was a while ago, man. Three yeah. or four. No, because it was right here in Houston. That's why I know it so well. I yeah. think it was the Patriots and the Eagles. If I'm not mistaken, Patriots yeah. and the Eagles. Could be wrong about that. It could have been the Patriots and the Carolina. Well, the Carolina. Yeah, it was one I, of the two. Yeah. They played those, Patriots played those two teams back to back. But anyway, you remember after that, no more people doing, no more of the pop culture people. You yep. remember that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. After that, it was nothing but legends. Yeah. You two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Prince. Yep. Yep. Uh, so on and so forth. Because it was like somebody, you know, Janet Jackson pulled that gimmick. You know, you don't do you do that kind of stuff at the American Music Awards or, or, or BT Awards or stuff like that. You don't do that on the Super Bowl. Right. Right. And she had an album coming out. And I tried to tell people way back then, y'all don't understand what you're looking at. I said, you ain't going to see Janet Jackson. I said, these people can ruin you. And do you know, you didn't see Janet Jackson for the next 10 years. Yep, that's right. Yep. You don't play with these people money, bro. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of my people, a lot of my friends, they don't understand. You're just watching television. I said, you don't know how this world works. I say, somebody, some executive whose kids was watching that. Now, he might not, not mind seeing Janet Jackson's tits, but on the flip side, yeah. this my show. You don't hijack my show and then try to say, oh, we had a 
we had a malfunction and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't yeah. do that on the Super Bowl stage, man. So after that, nothing but legends. Now they're trying to get back in the transition, you know, when they brought Beyonce on. Then they brought uh, uh, Bruno Mars on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they brought uh, Coldplay on. Then they brought that Alan Levine, who was the worst Super Bowl appearance since they had the marching bands back in the 70s. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That that guy from, uh, what's the name of his group? Something 22 Maroon or whatever. Five. Maroon, Maroon 5. 5. Yeah, that clown with all the tattoos on. Man, you got to move, man. You see the you see the guys in Coldplay say, hey, hey man, don't put me out here by myself. They had to go get Beyonce and Bruno Mars and get on down. Hey, man, I, I, I don't know how to dance. Yeah. You yeah. got to dance, baby. You know, so you see them trying to get back into that. So then they brought, you know, Taylor Swift. I think she was out there once. And what's the other girl from uh, American Idol? Uh, I forgot her name, but she's on American Idol. So they're getting back into this yeah, they had, transition. They had, they had Rihanna last year. Yeah. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Then they did the rap thing year before yeah, last, where, which was second to when they had a grizzly bear on the field back in the sixties or seventies or something like that. <laughs> you know? Or the dog the dog that goes and catches the frisbee. I yeah. would have I would have I, I would have wanted to see the dog catch the swiss frisbee before I seen the rap thing. Wow. Oh, that was horrendous. Yeah. They didn't do it right. And they didn't celebrate the right. They should have celebrated the history of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. The history of it. And let everybody do a quick doom, 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 kind of like they did on the, on the uh, soul train awards. Was that this year or last year that everybody loved because yeah. they brought out everybody Vince. Yeah. And let them did a quick boom, boom, boom. Here come the next artist. Boom, boom, boom. You go by. And, you know, people hadn't seen these people in years. Yeah. On yeah. a stage. Yeah. You know, Queen Latifah came out. You know what I'm saying? MC Light. Come on, man. These are the real pioneers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I didn't enjoy it. Nothing against the artists and stuff like that. I just didn't enjoy it. Mary J. Blige, come on. I mean, come on. Ugh. I love Mary J. Blige, but whoever put that together, they dropped the ball. Especially when they say this is going to be the best halftime show ever. Laurel and Hardy would have had a better halftime show, as far as I'm concerned. Fat and skinny. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But that's just me. Nothing against the artists. I'm talking about the show. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they get duds. So the one thing about Usher, what can he do good? He's a hell of a live performer. Yeah, he's a great performer. Yeah. And that's what you got to have on the Super Bowl. You either got to have a legend or somebody that gives a hell of a live show. Yeah. Yeah. It's no in between. Like I said, the Cold Plays, the Maroon Fives, then it's certain people in the Super Bowl era. You know, once you start putting the Michael Jacksons and the Whitney Houston's, those kind of people on, you know, or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or some of these other people, you can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be something that the whole world wants to see. Yeah. You telling me the whole world wants to see Adam Levine and a bunch of tattoos? <laughs> really? You, you didn't think it was a good performer, Adam Levine? Is he a Super Bowl worthy performer? Though? No, no, not a Super Bowl. No, no, no. 
No. Well, you know, Usher's doing a, res- a, res- a residency in Vegas right now. Is he real? I didn't know that. I did yes. not know that. Yeah. And they don't hire you unless you can pull them in night after night after night after night. Yeah. Yeah. So he's worthy. Yeah. But the, it's got short pickings, though. Yeah. So don't be surprised if Taylor Swift makes an unexpected entry. With with Usher? Yes. What about Frankie Valley? Making a surprise appearance. My eyes adored you. They should have had Frankie on there when they were doing the Legends, man. They should have had Frankie on there. Hey, listen. you. They should have had him on back in the 70s when he had uh, Oh, What a Night. Oh, What a oh, Night. Oh, What a Night. Yeah. Now, you still didn't tell me about the Cowboys. Okay. Like I said, I was getting to that. <laughs> I want to say that for the end. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Down here, and since the season started, the Cowboys always get the big push. They always get a big push. They, You know, at the beginning of the season, I know television and sports television has to just make up stuff. I've said it on many occasions. It's Pro Wrestling 101. They've stolen from Pro Wrestling and try to act like they came up with this. And I'm calling everybody out on it in my book. Yes, that's right. Calling them all out. Stealing. Swiping. Mm-hmm. Jacking. Mm-hmm. You know, grand larceny. I'm sick of it. Gimbling. Gimbling. <laughs> Gimbling. <laughs> that word doesn't apply to this. Okay, I'm sorry. But uh, I just like the word. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. You know, I think they got the best defense in the NFL and blah, 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 just and the other. Michael Parsons is probably the MVP to be because he's as good as Lawrence Taylor and blah, blah, blah. Bro, let me ask you. Let's back up a little bit more, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Stevie, how did how did the Dallas Cowboys become America's team. Now, now I know the Braves became America's team because Turner put them on TBS, right. so everybody was seeing them. Right. How, did, how did the Dallas Cowboys become America's team? The NFL was trying to broaden their horizons back in the 70s. And they actually, you know, from a PR standpoint, they actually went to the Pittsburgh Steelers because of that part of the country. Everybody is hard working people. Yeah, blue collar, steel right. industry, coal, all that stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they actually came to the Pittsburgh Steelers and old man Rooney and said, we want to call the Pittsburgh Steelers America's team. That makes sense. Because it was an affliction yeah. of what we just got, what you just alluded yeah, to. Yeah, that makes sense. Old man Rooney say, no, this team is known as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's team. That is Pittsburgh's team. Yeah, this is Pittsburgh's team. Yeah. Then they took it to who? The Dallas Cowboys. Yes. So that is where the moniker comes from. It was turned down. So when they used to do those NFL highlights and all that kind of stuff, they would say America's team. Why would they go to Dallas? So why? Like I would think they would go to the Eagles next. You well, know, you got to like, you got to realize Dallas had to star on the side of the helmet, and Dallas was like one of the most watched teams. Okay. They wasn't they wasn't looking at it from the point of view of how many people get watched. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But that's what it became. 
Yeah. And Dallas had to star in the heaven, this, that, and the other. And so many fans around the country love the Dallas Cowboys. So that's why they took it to them second. And they marketed them as America's team. Yes. And they still pretty much are considered that to this day, right? And that's why they'll be losing because they got America's team, but they got the devil as an owner. And that don't go together, bro. Jerry Jones is about him and his money, which is nothing wrong with that. But let me ask you this. How many owners did you do you ever see out of 32 owners in the NFL? How often do you hear any of them talking or being interviewed? Have you ever, Bro, know, have you ever noticed that? Before I came on this air, I just did a live 15-minute promo of Tony Khan making himself the hood ornament of AEW. Right. I just exactly what you're talking about when you become the star right. of your own promotion. Right. So yeah, very much like Jerry Jones, bro. But at the end of the day, going back to this year, they had a couple of easy games where they they ran up all these points and stuff like that. And then they go to Arizona. And the Cardinals beat them. Yeah, and it was ugly. It was a yes. bad. They played badly. Then the next day, all week long, who is sports, radio, sports, television, and all this stuff still talking about? I say, in what, on what world, other than the Los Angeles, in baseball, you know. Yankees? When, yeah, maybe the Yankees, but they earned that. Yeah. They earned it, bro. Yeah. The Dodgers, they earned that. The Reds, they earned that. Boston, they earned that, man. Yeah. Because those teams were good for so long. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not saying Dallas don't earn it, but now they've taken it to another level in, in, the, uh, in the annals of what we are in today. They talk about the Cowboys like they're the best team in the league. Every year. Yeah. And they're not. So now, and I'm trying to tell everybody, Dallas, I was trying to tell everybody, Dallas is not as good as people think they are. I said, you saw that against the Cardinals. So I get into arguments with people when I'm doing my show and people at the gym or whatever about the blame game. And I try to tell people, this is just my assessment. You can blame people for the rest of your life. But And I've been saying this because, you know, I got a lot of relatives in Dallas. As long as Jerry Jones is the owner, the Cowboys will never go anywhere. Because you know what? They've never taken the identity of a coach. They've taken the identity of an owner. Of an owner, yeah. Yeah. Most teams that are successful, they take the identity of the coach. If he a hard-nosed, don't-give-a-damn type guy, that's how the players play. Because, see, they're not in the stratosphere of the organization. Yeah, You're just a player. But when you can go in the office, I gave people an example. I said, the Roonies, who I'm a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I say, old man Rooney... He was a horse racing guy. 
Old man Rooney, back in the day, back when he bought the Steelers, he was promoting stuff, this, that, and the other. Do you know that the Rooney family owns every major horse track in the United States? No idea. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. But the team, old man Rooney said, I bought the team for the people of Pittsburgh. Yeah. That is why they follow that. You ever go, you ever see a, a way Steeler game and half the people are Steeler fans? Yeah. That's not an accident because the people in that town win or lose, they are consumed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And that's how the old man wanted it, even when he died. That's how he wanted it. Don't yeah. y'all change nothing. And you bet not ever sell the team. They can't do it. Yeah. He probably got something in his will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That y'all, you know, this is for the people. Because he was one of those Catholic, Irish Catholic guys. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. he's dug in, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, whereas a guy like Jerry Jones from Arkansas, you know, you see him out there when he's 14, 15 years old, watching the kids, the black kids going to the school. He's out there with the mop. Did you see that? I didn't see that. No. Oh, look it up. Yeah. Look it up on your computer. He's like 14, 15 years old. <laughs> you know, when they're when they trying to desegregate yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah. And some people brought it up uh, a year or so ago. And put it out there. Yeah. And I just told you about what he said that uh, my man that's suing him. Yeah. I just told you about what it is. So I'm just saying, it is what it is, man. But the Dallas Cowboys, then they played the 49ers last week. Oof. They get through and everybody down here blaming Dak Prescott. Why is it so easy to blame the brother? Uh, Vince? Why do you want to bring the brother for everything? Yeah. Dak don't own the team. He don't call the plays. He don't do the strategy and all this stuff. You pay coaches to do that. So why do you want to bring the brother? And not only that, didn't they, I mean, didn't, didn't San Francisco score a shitload of points? 41 to 10. And he's on defense now, Prescott? Well, that's the thing I'm talking about. Why are you making excuses? Why can't you just come back and say, Brother, we ran into a bus saw. Our team is not ready. We got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. That's being honest, Vince. Yeah. But it's so easy to talk about Dak Prescott. Okay, I, what I'm telling people is this. I don't care if you had Johnny Unitas. Yeah. Roman Gabriel. <laughs> Fran Tarkington. Roger Starbuck. Uh, all of these guys. Monica. Dalla Monica, Kenny Stabler, yeah. Dan Fouts. I don't care if you put all those guys wrapped up into some kind of machine and wrap them up in the run. If he had to play for the Dallas Cowboys that day, he would have got his ass handed to him because yeah. the guy had no time to throw the ball. Bro, you know what this reminds me of? What nobody, this is very under the radar now. Okay. okay Steve? And I love this. Bro, you know how like you and me, like it's, you know, we, we, we're kind of in that category of, you know, you know, all us, you know, who are part of a different era. We, we're, we've all become the old men that yell at the crowd. Right, right. What has baseball become all about? 
analytics, analytics, analytics. And basketball. Yeah. Who are the two managers in the American League, in the American League Championship uh, Series? Dusty Dusty Baker and Bruce Bochy, bro. The two most old school managers in the league. That's right. What does that tell you, bro? What does that tell you, man? That these guys got a feel for the game and they know what they're doing, brother. And no computer and no analytics can trump that because they got the experience. Never change, bro. Right. You're right. I find that hysterical of the those two managers. It wow. doesn't any more old school than that, bro. Not those guys, bro. I mean, come on, man. Dusty Those played back. Dusty played back when I was a kid. Yeah. I was a big Dusty Baker fan when he was with the Dodgers. Yep. Oh, I was a yeah. huge Dusty Baker fan, man. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. I love Steve that. Steve Garvey. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All these yeah. guys. Yeah. All those guys. Oh man, what a hell of a base. But those that is like back in that era of reading and i try to explain people stuff to this i said you guys are listening to the, all these talking heads every day everybody's a talking head everybody's an expert and have you noticed everything that they say when it comes to sunday never goes like what they say yeah yep, yep. never does yeah because you can talk about it forever that's just to get you to watch but at the end of the day study it for yourself yeah i say anybody can look at a football game but did you watch it yeah. Yeah. Now that sounds like I said two different things, right? Well, it is two different things yep. because one thing you just waiting for something to happen. The other one, you looking at things and you know why it happened. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing you do in the movie. Anybody can look at the movie and tell me what happened in the movie, but can you tell me what the movie is about? Yeah. You got to pay attention for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, when you blame a quarterback, one man, 53 people on a roster, and they got 16 different, I think 15 to 16 different practice squad guys. Then they got about 30 coaches. I say that's about 100 damn people. And you telling me out of 100 damn people, it was the quarterback's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, everybody else did their job. Yeah. Even the ball boys. Didn't drop one ball on the ground as he was trying to pick it up. You know? Yeah. Didn't, didn't yeah. drop one. I said, no, it don't work like that, man. The Dallas Cowboys, you saw what you saw. You saw a 49er team that looks like precision. Yeah. I mean precision. And you've seen another team thinking. You know when you think? When you're not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Vince, when you're not prepared, you're thinking. Yeah. When you are prepared, everything happens just the way you set it up. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point, man. That's a great point. And when you're thinking, you're overthinking. And when you're overthinking, it's game over. <laughs> if I got to think about what I'm supposed to be, yep. it's too late. Yep. Because everything moving like this. In essence, in football, you ain't got time to think. You got time to react. But if you knew your assignment already, if these guys got you thinking they're going this way, that, like they said, like the announcer said, I think it was Troy Aikman, whoever, whoever does Sunday night, they said, they, Chris Collinsworth, he said, brother, the 49ers look like they know the plays before the Dallas Cowboys even run the play. Yeah. 
which means their coordinators and the players, whatever they, whatever game plan they got, they're betting you do this play. And they was right 95% of the time. Yeah. And if I know the play you run in Vince, I'm not going for the fakes. I'm not going for this. You're going to go to this area, this area, that area. And if my pass rush get to you, you ain't got time to go to one area. It's covered. Yep. Because I already knew what you was going to do. So what you got to do there? You know, it's it's like with baseball, like so many times, so, you know, somebody, a big, a big, uh, they're in a big spot and they strike out and you hear so many times, I was looking for this pitch. I was looking <laughs> for You know what the great hitters say? What? The great hitters say, see the ball, hit the ball. Hit the ball. That's what you will hear every great hitter say. See the ball, hit the ball. Hit not, the ball. not guess. Right. Oh, is he going to throw me this? Is he going right. to throw me this? The minute you, you some players game. got some players study pitchers like a Barry Bonds. Yeah, he studied pitchers because he had been around the game so long, and he grew up in the game. Right, right. So he can see if he studies a pitcher, I can see how you just walk to the mound or a reaction. You know, like you took two breaths. Oh, yeah. little things. Yeah, he yeah. can see it. Yeah. You got an option of these three balls that you usually throw when you're in this predicament. I'm ready for all three of them. Yeah, yeah. But that's a different kind of dude, though. It is, man. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. All right, Stevie, what's going on with us, Stevie Ray TV, these days? What's going on with the book? <laughs> Fill me in on everything, man. Well, the book, I got a meeting with David tonight. We're gonna, we got a, a Zoom meeting together. We're going over a few things, and... uh Stevie Ray TV is just chugging along, man. Having fun, man. I'm having fun, brother. Talking about a bunch of stuff and might just talk about anything. You know what I'm saying? But right now, because of football, I'm giving lessons. Very nice. Very nice. I'm giving lessons after trying to help people watch sports. I'm just trying to help, Vince. I'm just trying to to help. Like like, Like I tell people. I give people examples when they don't think I know what I'm talking about. Vince, I give them examples. Yeah. Like I said, you can talk about Dak Prescott. One guy talking about the the Cowboys, this, that, and the other. I said, brother, let me give you an example. I said, do you remember the 2007 season when the New England Patriots won 18 games in a row, Mm -hmm. set all kind of passing records, set all kind of catching records, you know, so one game away from the Super Bowl. I said, does anybody remember that since you don't think – I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Dak Prescott not being able to complete passes because you got 50 guys about to tear your head off. You ever been chased by a dog? You ever been chased by a dog, Vince? You ever been walking home from school and the dogs, that, that lady's dog always chase you? Yeah. So every time you see a dog, Vince, you think he's going to chase you. Yeah. And it's just a mild-mannered dog. Yeah. Am I right about that? You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So you don't think Dak, when he come up to the line, is like uh, the, the guy that's walking down the street on the underdog cartoon and Riff Raff grab him and shake all his pennies out? You don't think every time that dude go on the corner, he don't think Riff Raff coming with a suit on? Yeah. You know, with a pinstripe suit on to take him and shake every nickel and down? You don't think he going to take that? Yeah, yeah. It messes with you here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right, man. Yep. So he's the trigger man. And if the trigger man can't pull the trigger, and if you don't realize what I'm saying, anybody remember the 2007 
Patriots. You remember how good that team was? Mm-hmm. But in the Super Bowl, what happened? The Giants did what? Stop the trigger man. Stop the trigger man. He had his worst game of the season. Why? Because them guys got after him like Riff Raff got after the guy on the corner. <laughs> yeah. And they got beaten. Anybody remember the 2013 season? Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, broke all of those records. The man sit out five games in the fourth quarter, not the whole quarter, but about five, six, seven minutes to go. Nobody does that anymore in football. That's what Peyton Manning did that year. Threw for 5,500 yards. But when he got to Super Bowl, them Seattle Seahawks was waiting on him. Stop the trigger, man. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the trick. I don't care how good you are, Vince. If you got some dogs, okay? If you got, if, 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 if Aunt Russo's dogs, okay? She don't keep them on no, she don't keep them tied down. They go around the neighborhood doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah. And you know they, hey, you trying to sneak by the house. Oh, the they stuff. coming. They're coming. <laughs> they're coming, man. I know they're coming. So you're not going to have that in the back of your head. Yeah, you are going to have that, yeah. How do you think a quarterback feels when somebody on my ass on every play? Yeah. I can't execute like I want to because I'm not, what, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying, bro. Yeah, that's a great point. That's all I'm saying. That's a great but, but nobody listened to me. That's cool. Everybody listens to the great. Nobody listens, though. Everybody listens to the great, Stevie. <laughs> All right, Stevie, another great hour and 15 minutes of content <laughs> from the great uh, Stevie Ray. Guys, thanks Don't for, believe me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> thanks believe for me. joining us, bro. We'll be back next week. Take care.